Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Fish Fingers and Custard Explosion Network's Doctor Who After Show. I am Dylan Blight, joining me as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, how are you going today? I'm um, good. I've, I feel like I enjoyed this episode, let me say it outright. I woke up, yeah. sorry, I wake up this morning, I open the tweets... I know there's it's Doctor Who Day. There's you know the episodes out. I click on the hashtag. You know I just want the general consensus because I can't help myself every week. Just to even though every week it is more or less it's shit. It sucks. Jodie Whittaker's terrible. Doctor Who's over. Burn it. Rest in peace. Garbage. But I still can't help really? myself. But look look at the that's the that's the majority. Like oh especially go look at the Doctor Who. Especially go look at the Doctor Who Australian Facebook page, for example. All okay. of it, all of the comments that have like the, the highest likes and whatever else that are up the top are all people just shitting on it. Shitting on it. Constantly. Every week. It's just the same stuff. I can't help myself but c- continually look at it for whatever reason. You know, it's just one of those things. You can't help but look away, even though you're like, why am I looking? And it's not like I'm getting involved. I'm not like I'm I'm, I'm in there going, you guys are all wrong and the blah 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 i just can't help myself but every week just go i wonder how everyone's feeling this week oh everyone still hates it oh who'd have thought but yeah so check it this morning everyone's saying the episode's terrible you know i'm like oh well we'll see but then i come out and i'm like i enjoyed that one it was fun um yeah so this week's episode was called ready ready for this attempt what was it the tusunga conundrum does that sound I right? No idea. It was the name of the ship, either way. So, directed by Jennifer Perrot, written by Chris Chibnall. Synopsis is injured and stranded in the wilds of a far, far galaxy. The Doctor, Yaz, Graham, and Ryan must band together with a group of strangers to survive against one of the universe's most deadly and unusual creatures. So, overall, so yeah. Overall, what was your thoughts on this week's episode? Yeah, it was an enjoyable episode. Um, uh, felt very much like an episode from previous seasons. Like I felt like the last couple of episodes were pretty unique to this new season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, cute little alien that, of course, was way worse than it was. With it looked like. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's cute, but then turns around and opens its mouth and screams, and you're like, oh, this <laughs> this thing's very. And apparently, violent. we can all look forward to a future where men can have babies. <laughs> Yeah, there was, of course, that was one of, of, of course, that was one of the biggest complaints, you know, this PC garbage got men giving birth to babies and fucking SJW nonsense first adopters and women. Look, do you want to try and rationalize the garbage that these people are putting onto the internet? Um, Not really. But no. <laughs> I, I would like to see the thought process. Yeah, good, good luck. Find it in their fucking cereal boxes as far as I'm concerned. It's... It's dead dead thoughts um yeah I, th- I thought it was pretty good I, I agree with what you said it is a very you know it, it does f- feel like middle of season doctor who episode that we see a lot like plot yeah. wise i guess stranded on a random ship oh, oh a problem and it's all the corridors are white and the, <laughs> whoa like they all they all look the same it's ever like they're all pretty much look the same these these random ships it's either um, that or it's like really dark yeah, I did like the premise of, like, it was a Red Cross spaceship, I guess, you know, yeah. like, basically. It's thing. an ambulance ship. 
yeah, basic, yeah, ambulance ship bands, they all nearly died and they were saved. And there were some other cool things like, um, the man giving, like the, the man giving birth to a baby thing was, uh, that character was funny and that was interesting. And then there was other couple interesting moments to do with the doctor, like when she was getting really agitated about TARDIS, which we'll get to when we jump into the episode. Yeah. But I feel like there was enough Ryan, uh, discussing his dad. So there was yeah. stuff. There is there's stuff, but like even all of that s- stuff aside, I felt the the monster was it was fine. It wasn't like oh my god, it's like it was serviceable, I guess. You know, it's not it wasn't scare it wasn't super scary really. It was just there, but at the same time, it wasn't boring. It was it was yeah. it was, it was fine. I, I didn't fine. I preferred it to the spiders than last week because it was I felt I I felt like the setup. How they explained, you know, it eats, it eats most more, most material, but it won't eat the human flesh organic. or whatever. But basically, yeah. it's everything but organic flesh. And then how they get rid of it at the end, like the the full spectrum of how they dealt with this week's monster compared to last week's, I was a lot happier with the. I was like, oh, that makes sense, you know, bomb. It's the go-to answer for these types of things that you could, like, you know, you could predict it. Oh, they're gonna trap it and they're gonna send it out into the 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 deep deep oceans of space, the deep. Black, I don't know. That was fine though. I enjoyed it. Oceans? Um, Where'd you get oceans from? I know. I, I think I got oceans in my head because I, I, I feel like um, the, the thing at the end of the episode when they're sending off the general sounded like a um, sea shanty to send off, like push the body overboard type thing. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I didn't know if it was supposed to be more on that line or if it was supposed to be more. I suppose it would make more sense. It was supposed to be more of a, uh, like, a army send off thing i don't really know yeah. but t- to me listening to it it sounded like some sort of sea shanty type uh send off to the, the general which i did find and i've we can read it again at the end because i thought it was a a cool sounding thing but let's jump in to the episode which starts with the doctor and crew Graham, Ryan, Yaz, they're all on some junkyard thing. I didn't quite catch the number, but I think they, she was like, oh, this is junk, this is junkyard number 60, whatever. Like, oh, maybe we're supposed to be on whatever. They never, I never really understood. 27. 27? Oh, dear. Um, I never really understood what they were looking for. I guess just something. It doesn't, uh, it's, it's not really important, I guess. They were just no, on a bit of an adventure. Um, they've had a couple of adventures between the last episode and this one. Some tropical island i don't really know there was some waterfall yeah like, like they, waterfall. they stopped off that's the thing that's always funny with doctor who because it's like every episode the doctor and the the companions for all of the shows ever they're always getting into trouble to the point that you're like why would these people stick around if they're always fighting for their life every episode but then they always slip in these little things where it's like oh yeah but you didn't see between the last few episodes we went and had like tropical islands and you know holiday resorts yeah. and why can't they do an episode where they're just relaxing relaxing and nothing's wrong well they I remember that. They <laughs> just show us a cool- nothing goes wrong it's just chill. it's just like a, a a nature documentary episode i mean i'm down sure why not do it do it hit us up chris could you chibnall okay. <laughs> hit us we'll up. It. <laughs> <laughs> they will relax end of episode <laughs> Done. <laughs> 45 minutes of them just at the beach. <laughs> I don't know how far that would go. But it sounds like home to me. Um, so on the, the junkyard, they're, they're looking for something and next next second, they're, they're, they're pretty much ready to give up on this junkyard place or whatever. And then Graham's like, no, no, I found something. He's, he's using a um, very 
boring looking looking metal detector. They weren't like, oh, we've got a metal detector of the future. They're just like, it's a it's a metal detector. You know, it looks exactly yeah. like all your metal detectors. <laughs> it's fine though. Um, so then, doctor the doctor runs over, lifts off. They lift off material that's on top of it, and they find out it was a sonic uh, mine that hey uh, has ac- accidentally activated, which is a bit awkward because you know. What's that even doing there in the junkyard, really? Who, who, who put that there? Bit of a... The doctor calls it a bit of a joke. That seems like a horrible, horrible teenage joke. We'll put a fucking deadly mine in the middle of this junkyard, but that's that's fine. So then, uh, yeah, doctor scans it. Three, two, one. Screen goes blank. And uh, they're dead. But they're not. They got picked up. They're saved. They awake in a room with uh, a male, female... Uh, doctors, Doc- this is where this is where it gets confusing. I, I I start in my notes this whole episode until I could go find actual character names later to double check them and like re- refix them in my notes. I'm writing the doctor and the doctors of the ship talk. The doctor of the doctor talks to the doctor. Don't put doctors in the show with Doctor Who because then I'm having to write doctors and doctors and it all gets way confusing. But they all awake in some room. And these doctors are checking them over, making sure they're okay, and they're doing normal doctor sort of stuff, I suppose. Looking for na- name tags on them, but they can't uh, appear to find any. I don't know. I still didn't understand that part. They're like, why don't you just have name tags? Is that I was like, I was trying to figure out if that's something supposedly from the future. Everyone has name tags in, in, injected into them, or something along those lines. I'm yeah, not really sure about that part. But um, so then the doctor starts freaking out about the. The, the she the yeah the ties I think she thinks that maybe they've been picked up and this the room they've woken in is you know on the other side of the, the junkyard planet or something you know like they yeah. they they still think they're on the the junkyard on planet the at this point yeah but we soon find out they're not of course but yeah the, the doctor starts freaking out about losing the title scan she's just got it back um, not too keen on the idea of leaving a big fancy ship slash home on a junkyard scrapper home yard, which makes sense. You're like, that's probably not the, probably not the best place to leave it. Fully understand. So, um, the doctor heads off kind of limping, you know, wobbling around cause their bodies are still rebuilding or something along those lines. The sonic wine destroyed their inner organs to a degree or Something like that, I think they said. Just so disrupted them, it sounds like. Disrupted yeah. them. Just sent them all. All of a sudden, you got your your lungs and your eyeball spot and all sorts of things like that. Yeah, that yeah, sounds something fun. Like that. <laughs> that sounds like a good old time. Uh, so the doctor heads off. She walks into another room and she spots a woman in here that she recognizes. Some famous general. And I, I, I wasn't quite sure, but she's like, oh, you're fa- famous. You're in the book of the celebrants. Is that not what I heard? Was it something else? Something like that. Yeah, I was like, celebrants? That doesn't sound right, but that's what I've that's what I I've heard and written down. So um yeah, she's like, Oh what yeah, I've it? I've did she, the doctor's like, You did the battle of the the whatever and she's in this room with her bodyguard cyborg android thing and her brother we discover. Um and then the she's the general says who are you and the doctor oh i'm the, the doctor and then the general says oh you, you're you're in the book too and the doctor at first this is the funny part where she's at first she's like no it's fine and then she goes walk out of the room comes back she's like i had a whole volume about me actually ha ha better than you <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> so that was a that was a, 
uh, funny moment, I thought. So then they, they walk into another room and they meet a, this is another word I didn't quite catch right, but I think it said Gifton. I think it was like the, the, it was a, cause it obviously looks like a human, but Doctor Who lore is, you know, human race spreads out and whatever throughout the galaxy. So Gifton is, I think how it was said. Um, so it's a pr- pregnant man. Who described? Who went asked about why he's he's pregnant? Because of course uh, Yaz and Ryan and everyone's kind of like, that's weird. That's not how it works in our world, back on Earth. But he's like, oh, the, I I like the actor who played this dude as well. I felt I felt yeah, like he good. did he, he he did quite good because I like it was just fr- from the get go he's just been like, oh, I was on a holiday and wasn't quite careful enough, you know, like <laughs> just forgot to use protection. Uh, pregnant. Gah. Up the guff. <laughs> what, do I, what do I do now? See, so, there's the social just worry stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Conservatives. <laughs> Use protection. Yeah. Celibacy. Yeah. It's just, that's that's where that's all that SJW nonsense You just have sex concerned. one time and you're suddenly pregnant. You get birth <laughs> a week later. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was other thing. It's like, how, how long are you pregnant for? Oh, a couple days. couple days? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Gifton's uh, it's a week. Which, I was like... I'm sure that seems more hectic, of course, and gives you a lot less chance to think prepare. about, uh, <laughs> well, prepare or consider, or oh, whoop, or oh, whoops, abortion, or, you know, anything <laughs> along those lines. It's like... You got five minutes to make a decision. Yeah, you got five minutes oh, to... It's uh, possible. Yeah, past no, the point in which it's you It's past the point. That. You can't do anything now. So, yeah, got to gotta, gotta stick to it. Giftons have it hard, I feel, is, is, yeah. is what I <laughs> what I felt about it. So, um, yeah, they're like, okay, pregnant pregnant man well come back to you later uh they then head into another room and the, the doctor guy begins explaining what they're on which is basically a red cross ship of the of the spaces space which is i've begun thinking straight on like this sounds like it's a big thing would be a big thing in the universe if it exists why haven't we heard about it before but then I, the answer i suppose that they can chuck in oh it only ran from year whatever the whatever and we've never exactly been in this part of space in doctor you know like i'm sure they can get away with answering it somehow but it's one of those things where like the red cross of space why haven't we seen this before of the older amount of freaking injured people that we've come across in doctor who through different planets and stuff so um yeah and then i so i like this part the the, the, the doctor at this stage begins basically freaking out about um the TARDIS. The TARDIS again. Once, like, she's trying to find a way off the ship, of course, and at first they're trying to... She's trying to find the, the way... The exit, because she still thinks they're on a, the same planet, but only now does yeah. she click on that they are actually just... They're in space. And not only are they in space, they've been no traveling exits. for four days away from an opposite direction of the TARDIS. So it's like, oh, that's a bit awkward. Not really the way we want to be going about it. And she begins freaking out. And... By freaking out, I mean, I'm sitting there like, whoa, you need to, um, and she rightfully gets called out too, because she, you know, she's sonicking stuff. She's basically looking for a way to turn it, turn around the ship. And this other doctor person is explaining, you know, we've got patients on here that need to get to where we're going. They like, they could have life threatening injuries or any, any of these sorts of things. You're being uh, really selfish. And then the doctor clicks out of it and is like, oh Yeah. I am, but I, it is the first time we've seen this new, it's the first time we've seen Jodie Whittaker's doctor kind of lose her cool. 
like properly lose yep. a cool and um other other doctors especially like uh if we compare to the previous one 12th uh we you see peter you see peter capaldi get angry like he, he outbursts that was his kind of thing you know when he lost control he could get yeah. really angry i feel like even matt smith's and david Tennant, they both had a thing where you know they're cool they're funny whatever but if they would snap and get really angry and that's the the mood you didn't want them to get into whereas um this appears to be jody Whitt- whittaker seems to because it's emotional attachment to the tardis is that that's making her act irrational it wasn't out of anger it was out of it was like an emotional attachment and then um, instead of getting like really angry and shouting and stuff, she was just acting really irrationally in the way that the, the 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 doctor wouldn't at all. Because when it comes down to it, if you think about the question, would the doctor sacrifice the TARDIS to save even one person's life? I feel like the answer is always has to be yes, or else it's not the doctor. Like that's the the point. But mm. um, in this scenario, she was for at least a few split seconds. Um, more worried about herself than the anyone anyone else in a hospital, which is the other thing. You know, it's so the doctor on a hospital ship and trying to take precedence of her own her her own means over anyone else in the hospital. So I thought that was an interesting uh, moment for the new doctor. Um, and at this point, a small I wrote down ship, but of course we find out I. I I don't I presume it was just the body of the the creature that just fucking flung out of nowhere in space like it, the creature wasn't inside some tiny ship I'm pretty sure it was just out of nowhere this thing just shoots into yeah. the bottom of the ship and then all of a sudden is on board and crawling around and at this point the uh the doc the, the doctor's talking to the other doctor called Astos and he's like yeah okay I'll go investigate you just go there, calm down. Of course, the doctor's like, no, I want to, you go look at this side of the ship. I'll go look at this side of the ship. And I thought they had, a, they had pretty good banter back and forth. I like how he was like, um, he was, he was saying, try, trying to tell her how to do all this stuff. And she's like, I don't like being told what to do. And he, and he said, I've gathered that much. So I thought they had good banter. And then they, they head off in opposite directions of the ship. I can't remember exactly which direction, but it's like one hit starboard, some, and another uh, (coughs) other direction Uh, then we think we cut to graham who walks into the uh one of the rooms and sees the general's brother is trying to hack into his sister's computer data system i don't know like her hospital records i I don't remember something trying to hack something yeah trying to get into her sister's medical records is what he was doing um, yeah, that would make more sense. Um, because he's trying to, he has doubts about what, uh, her pr- problem is exactly. And rightfully so, of course we find out later, but he's trying to work yeah. that out. And then Graham, uh, Graham begins talking to him about, you know, maybe she's keeping it from you for, for a reason, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so then the doctor finds the portside escape pod, um, has, that has jettisons. So it's been, uh, the, at first, I was like, why would the the monster be sending off the escape pods? It seems weird, you know? Like, unless it's literally just trying to trap them there. But especially, I didn't quite get it until... It makes sense in retrospective with the whole episode. Because even after we meet it in a little bit, I'm still like, why is this thing sending off the escape pods? It's not trying to trap them in there to eat them or anything. It doesn't care about any of that. But then when we 
when the doctor does the part later in the episode about, oh, it's just trying to eat energy sources. I'm like, oh, it just went past it, happened to eat the energy source for this escape pod, and it happened to, of course, send out the escape pod like it escape does pod, yep. in the moment for Astos. So in retrospect, I was like, okay, that makes a bit more sense. Um, Astos is down the opposite end of the ship. He, uh, his escape pod is still there. He makes the silly mistake of entering it, which I was like, come on, haven't you watched any horror movies in the 61st century or whatever crap you've, you, you've got going on there? Not horror movies in the 67th century. Apparently not. They cancelled them. You're like, fuck yes, can I travel there? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a utopia. <laughs> Except they've still got wars and stuff, so... Yeah. Right, that's, well, you know, it's a balancing act, yeah. maybe. you got to yeah. take one, lose one. It comes good in the end, apparently, in the century. <laughs> So head to the end of the century. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and then the galaxy all blows up apparently or whatever happens there. So yeah, there's, there's, there's signs of happiness amongst the indefinite doom <laughs> that's coming. Uh, yeah. So Astos steps aside, he's, uh, the pod gets trapped in there, which again, it was like, why this fucking thing closed the door? But it was just happenstance that he literally walks inside and right as he walks inside, the creature decides to eat the power supply for it which sets it all off um so now he's tra trapped inside and knowing that he's going to die he uh gets on the comms as the doctor is racing to the opposite end of the ship to try and save him he uh he gets on the comms talks to the other doctor on the ship mal what i had it who um and she's only been working on the ship for a year i think he said compared to him who i think he said he's done like 10 you know, 10 years or something like he's been on there a lot longer and he gives a bit of a pep talk of, I've always believed in you. You can do it. That sort of thing. So it was a little bit on the nose. Like I, his delivery of the, the line of, I've always believed in you. I was like, come on, come on. Don't, don't, don't a bit corny. Let's not, let's not go with the, I've always believed in you line. Um, so then he's he, the escape pod is shot off into space and spins around a couple times then blows up so yeah he, he's dead that's a that's a definite i think at that stage um and then everyone else include uh, joins the doctor in running down to see what the chaos is all about and down the end of the corridor they happen to see the, the creature which i have seen people point out comparisons on twitter to the monster from futurama and once you've had that said it's hard to not um think about you remember that little uh, weird creature thing? And I'm not even a big Futurama guy, but right, as soon yeah. as I heard, as soon as I heard the words "future Futurama uh, monster," I knew exactly what people were hinting at, like talking about, because you, your yep. brain just kind of goes, "Yeah, it kind of does." I mean, it's smaller, but yeah, okay, I, I get it. It kind of looks like a hairless stitch from Halloween <sighs> Stitch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, a bit more evil. Well, I mean, yeah. Stitch was evil, I guess, is the, yeah. the thing. The and it also looks like the, the the monsters in Space Jam before they turn into... They're still the basketball players' powers. <laughs> <laughs> what a... Uh, what a connection. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a pull, if I've, I've heard Space Jam 2, coming soon. Yeah, coming soon, starring uh, LeBron James. There you go. Yep. Check out What Do You Want to Watch, our movie and the media podcast, where uh, Ash will talk about it when it releases. Yep. In next yes, year. Wait. Or it's, it might be yeah. out next year, but that's a different thing. It might. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor, they make their way, they see the little alien 
which at first, you know, turns around, you're like, oh, that's a little cute thing. And then it opens its mouth and you see it has about a million and one teeth going downwards like a circular saw motion type thing. And you're like, okay, uh, it's little, it's got a temper, it eats apparently everything because it's just chomping at all the metal parts and the cords and whatever else is happening. So that's a bit interesting. Doctor walks up, tries to sonic it. It's like, oh yeah, that looks good. Eats the sonic, spits it back out. Um, Doctor's like, oh cool, my sonic's back. Yeah, but it's it's drained all the power. So now I'm like, well, she still has it. It needs a power source, I guess. I'm I'm just going to say by the time we get to the next episode, we're we're in the realm of just presume she's fixed that. That's what we're... Well, it rebooted itself during the episode. Did it? Yeah. I wonder how that works. I don't know. (laughs) How weird. Sonic powers. It's weird. I, I I don't don't understand but I'll, I'll, I'll bite um so then they 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 run away from it because of course it's eating stuff and it's angry and it's little and you, 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 i personally wouldn't go near it if i was on the ship is all i'm saying too many know? teeth yeah be, too, yeah too many teeth is the hashtag too many teeth is the <laughs> correct <laughs> the correct way to describe this thing i feel uh so they make they go back to the command center room and they bring up a the computer system and look for what it is and get some informa- information about it and it, it's called a pating which pating. i was like pating i like the name because it was easy to pating like I, I have no idea if i've written it down correctly the, the spelling correctly but it doesn't matter because it's easy to remember and say pating pating yeah like, i didn't have to think about it pating i like it and it, it seems to fit it as well you know tiny little you're like oh, yeah pating seems to fit um the computer gives it a fret level of chalice which i was like okay is it the, in the year 60 whatever century whatever the 61st century or whatever they're in they no longer use red yellow you know fret revel or orange like no chalice diamond whatever whatever yeah. <laughs> fret levels we're using here um and then that makes sense yeah sure why not uh, and then also says that no pating has been kept in capacity ever because they will just eat through whatever you try to keep them in so, but then I was like why don't you get make an organic cell like you know straight away you can search it's like it eats you haven't no one's ever kept one make a a cell out of dead animals yeah why not stop well i mean go see a taxidermist yeah do what you need to do you do do this up for me mate (laughs) yeah it's better than uh just being like oh fuck it escaped out of the 10th attempt we've had of using our strongest 61st century massive metal plastic prison it's just like it's small just fucking get a horse chuck it inside the belly (laughs) (laughs) just sew it up (laughs) i've ever seen this classic movie star wars episode uh five uh where a guy using a laser sword cuts open a beast and then sleeps in it yeah do that just need to lock it up. It's not. It's not a. It's not a. In that movie, he sleeps in it. It's comfy. Yeah. This for Patings. That's a cell. That's a cell. Staple it up. Done. Keep it in there. Got him. Star Wars teaches you everything, even in the 61st century. I'm sure they couldn't <laughs> scrape their way out. They just. Yeah. Well, only one way to find out. By the sounds of this, <laughs> they haven't even tried it, Ash. So. Yeah, that's true. Disappointing. Uh, so then they head back and they run into the pregnant man and he's. Uh, well, Ryan and Yaz run into the, the pregnant man and this was a quite funny bit where they um, they ask 
he's like, oh, do you know what it is yet? And he says, oh, it's a, it's a boy. And they're like, oh, how do you know? And he says, boys give birth to boys and girls give birth to girls. And that just must be how their species works. But that was a little funny yep. thing. And then he, when he asks, well, how's it work on your planet? And they're like, you know, it's a, it's a, girls do it all. And it's a bit of a mystery. And he's like, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I always like I always like in Doctor Who when they have because they often do moments like this where you know the human yeah. co companion characters will explain stuff to aliens creatures and stuff and they just explain how it is on Earth and the response is always something along it's always oh, like a oh that's horrible yeah <laughs> even if what they're doing so weird so weird yeah but it's, to them it's like it's, it's so odd yeah I I always enjoy it because it's that thing of like no matter how normal something is to you. Could be somebody really else. Weird. Someone else could find it really, you know, really weird. So, um, so after after talking to him for for a bit, they they talk about um, asking about if he wants to keep the baby or not. And he says, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready. He'll probably just give it up for adoption or something, I guess, or however they go about it. Um, which then gets Ryan's mind thinking about his own father because he's saying, you know, the the, the pregnant man along with himself probably around the same age when that uh when his dad had uh, had ryan so that gets him thinking yeah. about his his father and then yes starts talking to him about his dad and we find out that ryan hasn't seen his dad for uh, a year at this stage and the last time they had interaction it apparently didn't go down too well and then Yaz asks a question that audience members probably have been thinking which is what actually happened to his mum because of course, we, you know, was even talking about it last week. It's like, are we going to meet his yeah. dad? What, what's the? You still there's a lot of family history of Ryan that we're yeah. like confused about. So um, she asks how his mum died, and we find out that uh, she had a heart attack one day randomly. She was just cleaning the dishes, had a horrible heart attack, and Ryan was the one at 13 years old who had to walk into the the kitchen to find her on the floor, um, yeah. and that was also it seems the cause of uh, his dad drifting away who couldn't handle or deal with the, the loss of uh, his wife. Um, yeah. And he, Ryan pays off with this, this line about saying, I kind of look like my mum," And so that whole thing about maybe his dad didn't like seeing uh, his dead wife or, you know, partner within his, like within Ryan, I guess. So yeah kind of seems like he's kept himself at a bit of a distance and kind of gone downhill since she died it seems grief is weird yeah yeah that's yeah. the that's that's one way something that that's the thing like everything he's saying here you know the way his dad acting and stuff like that you hear you i've never personally seen you know people go through something like that but you it's you hear about i know people I've, yeah you know met people who talk about similar sorts of uh, scenario so it, it does say, it does just sound like one of the those cases but then it also brings up the point of i guess we're gonna like have a ryan dad confrontation down the line that that feels like it has to be and yeah, you have to at this point you built it up yeah over several a couple of episodes now yeah. you have to eventually pay it off otherwise yeah why bring it up yeah well even with the the small mention of the the ladder last week i suppose and yeah that was a tiny one, and this week they have a full-on conversation, so yeah. it, it, it does seem like that's something we're building to, a bit of confrontation there. But then, confrontation with his dad is also, like, going to help B 
be about his relationship with Graham as well, I feel, at the same time. Yeah. You know, so it's all going to be encompassed into the one thing. Um, well, well, I don't know if this is a good point to bring it up, but I saw a theory going around. Just bring it up. Do well, someone, someone mentioned it, that Graham is going to die at the end of the season. Excuse me? Yeah. Ex- extrapolate on that? Why where, where is the, the basis? That, that, that's just how the story arc looks like it's going to go. That I, don't, I, I haven't been... And be back with... Um, Grace? Whatever the grand's mum was. Yeah. Grace? Yeah. That's, uh... No. No, I just saw... That seems to be his story progression. Like, that, that, that at the end of the season, he'll die and he'll be back together with Grace. You know? I don't like it. I'm he and Ryan happy. will be finally be happy, like be a united unit, and then no. Yeah. How about That's how these things go? How about no? Because he's my favorite of the. I know he's the best, but he's funny. But he no, they can't because they can't because like Bradley Walsh, the act Welsh Walsh, whatever yep. his actor name is. He's like he's kind of like the the guy who the who plays Doctor whatever in uh, the Flash, you know, like Firestorm and all that. Who ended oh, up yeah. in Legends of Tomorrow? And what like now? Like he's yeah. the older actor with more experience that kind of brings the the team together, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck a I'm gonna chuck a big old no. It could happen. Prepare yourselves. I don't I don't want it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want that to be a. I don't want that to be a thing at all. But no, Graham is not dying. You're reading bullshit Reddit theories. Where'd that even come from? Badger. But oh, on the Hoovians. Yep. Look, don't watch that ABC crap. If you want, if you want yeah, your true, if you want your true Doctor Who after show, it's right here at twitch.tv slash explosion or youtube.com slash explosion or explosion network.com fish fingers and custard. Not that ABC crap. It's pretty good. I do I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But this is the one, Ash. Don't promote yeah. novice shows. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, uh, so then the the doctor is now left with the problem, or um, in the the command room of discovering that it's either a let the niffler or uh, the pating pating. I got pating. I got hurt pating. Let the Pating eat the ship away and they all die. Or if uh, the the home base that they're headed to, the big hospital place, finds out what's happening, they're just going to activate a bomb on the ship and blow them all the fuck up anyway. So either way, they're kind of left in a, a shitty, shitty, shitty place. Yeah, they're kind of screwed either way. They are left in a Harry Potter. Hello to Rock and Mummy in the chat. Is it Harry Potter now? Maybe. But I don't know why the thing reminded me of a Niffler. It's probably just because Harry Potter's coming out, so to be fair. Um... So it after, looks nothing like a Niffler. It does look nothing like a Niffler, but I think I've just got Harry Potter on the brain, to be fair. Yeah. Um, after, so then the Doctor heads into the room. We've got everyone in there, the gen, the, the general, her people, the pregnant man. Everyone's in there. And she, the Doctor explains the whole situation. We're either A, fucked, or we're B, fucked, is pretty much what it boils down to. Which she is, was more eloquent. Yeah, She was a lot more eloquent, but, you know, I'm Australian, Ash, and that's how I would just charge into the, <laughs> <laughs> charge into the room. Look, you're fucked, or you're fucked, all right? And that's how that's how we're we're looking at it, um, and she's like, the general's like, cool, I'll come help you. I've got experience. I've done battle, done battle. Sounded like she just lost a battle against a particular before. So she's like, no worry, I'll come help you. Sounds great. The water then proceeds to break uh, in the the man's body for the baby. 
A sentence I have never thought. Questions. The, the sentence I've never thought I've had would have to say out loud. Actually, so many questions. <laughs> so you know, pr- pregnant man's all of a sudden like fuck. Uh, other birthing pod powers out. The the doctor ladies saying you know we got backup power generators. Yeah, will all be fine. The birthing pod will still be In my, like they never really explain what the birthing pod thing is. I'm going to guess it's a really futuristic thing that just makes the birthing process a lot more comfortable and easy. You know, like yeah, I don't painful. think there was anything there that needed power. They, they seem to like, apparently it's painless wherever they were meant to cut to get the baby out. And then I don't know. What else do you need? I don't know. Exactly. Well, just to uh, stitch him back up. Well, I don't know, like to incubate, keep the baby warm or something. I know <laughs> after. Maybe I don't know, but it was it was really worried about not having the the birthing thing. But then all of a sudden it was, yeah. When when they explained when they explained, oh, but they don't feel pain in their bellies when they cut them open to get the baby out. Then you are a bit like, why? I, uh, I mean, we're, we're trying to think logistically into something that was they didn't go into too much detail about because then you're like, is it hurting him, but he's not pushing the baby out. Like, are there? How do you get pregnant like, to start off with? There's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, so they, they rush off. He wants, uh, he, on the way out, the pregnant man asks for Graham and Ryan to be his doulas. Yeah. Which I just took as, uh, because they've only got one doctor on board as two other people that usually help with the birthing. I don't know. He particularly wanted men to be there because he didn't just want to be... Because he's sexist. Because he's sexist. I don't know. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is like... So Rain... Can't have women looking at my bits. <laughs> looking at my bits. It's just your belly, mate. Like, it yeah. wasn't... Yeah, not exactly. even like, um, so then it, it, they kind of, you know, like we are now. Reluctantly like, agree. They're like, <laughs> I don't understand. Uh... Where we may all die. So, yes, the last thing I'd like to do is help this guy give birth to a yeah. baby. To give birth to a baby. So that's what they do. Um, so then on the way out, the Melby, Melby explains that the general does have something uh, more wrong with her than she's putting on. Um, but she can't disclose it because of doctor-patient confidentiality, Ash. And this is one of those moments where I'm like, fucking hell, lady. Look, we're all about to die. Can you... Fuck your doctor patient confidentiality crap out of here. This is this is this is <laughs> definitely not the time for any of that nonsense. So she's um, legally obligated, Dylan. Until and death, ethically. Un- uh, yeah, until death, apparently. So yeah. um so the, she tells her, You're a doctor, right? Look into it. And then she heads off to help with the birthing process and the, the doctor heads off with the the general and people to uh, to the antimatter room. So they head into the antimatter room, and uh, Doctor Yaz, the general, her bodyguard person, and her brother are all there. And the doctor does a monologue really about how much she loves the antimatter machine because it seems to look. I'm listening, and I still didn't really this. To be fair, when I'm watching Doctor Who, because I have to do this show, I'm like trying to. Right notes, notes at the same time, which is I'm like putting myself at a disadvantage. So I don't know if it made more sense to you, but I was like, is it like, was it a machine that basically draws junk from like the air and just turns it into energy? Like it's basically, it was some powering thing. It was some explanations. It, it's creating power, but in a way that the doctor was quite happy about and proud of, you know, like it was a really great 
invention. And I, I was just taking it as it does draw, I don't know, antimatter or whatever. Like, so nothingness, like dusk particles or anything, you know, like random shit from the, 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 the air or whatever from space, I guess, like stuff that you wouldn't even see. Okay, so here's what she it. said. Uh, apparently there's a particle accelerator inside. So the particle accelerator smashes the atoms together like a little antimatter factory to produce positrons, which are stored very carefully inside electric and magnetic fields. Positrons interact with the fuel materials to produce heat, which produce thrust. And that's your science lesson for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Signed off by Ashley Hobley. Um, so yeah, just it just sounds like a really good resource yeah. energy power sounds, sounds like it, it works yeah it sounds like it works yeah that's the the tick it sounds like it works yeah um, but it, it basically boils down to it's the thing that's powering the ship so hey yaz hey bodyguard person how about you stay here you protect, protect it this. from the from pating uh, because if it gets it then you are all well we're, we're all up shit creek at that stage um so now the the general explains to the doctor when the doctor kind of gets from is like, look, you need to tell me what's wrong with you. What's the what's the deal happening here? And the general explains that she has pilot's heart, which they never really explained, but I took as too much time spent flying the way they do. Like, I don't know, like ruined her body to a degree. I I I didn't really because. The name pilot heart, the name pilot's heart sounds like a, a name that, which it's not a medical term, you know, it, it's just like a, a thing to describe the way it is. And then they do say later, it is something to do with her heart. And that's the, and then of course, spoilers, she dies shortly flying again. So it did seem like a thing maybe where her, her body just couldn't handle the way they fly in that suit power whatever they do later. I, so. no, they, I think something, it was something to do with adrenaline, right? So when her yeah. adrenaline rises, it causes pressure on her heart. Yeah. So obviously you'd get a lot of adrenaline from flying the situation. Yeah. yeah. Cause she kept putting the anti adrenaline or whatever. Adrenaline blockers. Adrenaline blockers. Okay. There we go. That's the, yeah. yeah that, that's I don't the, know why you need adrenaline blockers when you're just sitting around doing nothing, but whatever. Yeah. She was saving for emergencies. If you're like me, Ash, everything's fucking stressful, so I'll need (laughs) (laughs) I would need these goddamn adrenaline blockers. Uh, So, but she's like, no, no, I'll be fine. And uh, her brother says that he could set up a makeshift piloting system for the ship in the command room because he's some sort of technician, engineer, or something like that. And here's where I've actually written down. 67th century. I was saying 61st, this whole thing, but 67th century. Um, piloting technique that they use. I presume they, when they actually use it, because they, they, you know, they put in like the little eye thing and a bunch of those like fucking motion, motion tracking dot things over her, her arm later. I presume if they're in actual ships, it's more of a bodysuit thing and you actually just sit in the ship and you fly it kind of like mm-hmm. they do. Now, I was picturing Black Panther, you know, like she just sits there flying that way. There's really no controls, but. Mm. Um, so meanwhile, Graham and Ryan over at the birthing palace, uh, are dealing with, the the guy about to give birth, birth. he's <laughs> struggling with the fact that he doesn't want to, A, be a father, really, or deal with that thing, um, and then B, 
do, uh, doesn't have the Perthy pod because the backup generator didn't actually work. And he's kind of flipping his lid. But as we were saying before, don't really understand what the what it was. Unless it was literally going to knock him out or something. Maybe that maybe that knocks him out. They operate on him. But even then, but you don't feel anything. But I don't no. but it's, it's sure. But so, having is- said that, as I think about it, if I felt nothing in my belly, if someone's to cut open my belly and I wouldn't feel a pain or anything, I would still prefer to be knocked out, I think. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I would prefer not to be... Experience. Just expe- see it. it. I don't want to know about it, you know? Just knock me the fuck out, get the baby out, <laughs> get it over with. So, maybe that's what his... Maybe that's what his problem was. Um, there, I guess. Of course, yeah. they, they are doing a lot of... I feel of, like 50% of the world's population have a different opinion on this, but... Yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. the thing. It is a... It's an interesting... I mean, of course, what they're going for is that they put the... They give us the, the pregnant male character and they're trying to... Because, you know, the they, they've got him there flipping out and they've got the other male characters of, like, trying to calm him and all this sort of stiff, um, stuff. Um, there is... I wouldn't say, like, people complaining, like, oh, it's two PCs, that's JW nonsense. I'm like, why? Like, they're just trying to, like, they're just trying to flip the lid using, because yeah, it's a fucking sci-fi. General reversal. Yeah, it's like a sci-fi TV show. They can do things like this. They can flip the lid and kind of go, yeah, but here's what it would be like if a guy was doing it, blah, blah, blah. So, um, interesting. Um, so then back in the anti- anti-matter room, Yaz and Ryan run into trouble with the Pating, who has makes its way up through the ground somehow, bursts out. They both shoot it. Aid its way out. Aid its way out, that's true. They both shoot it quite promptly, and then the creature is down, paralyzed for a couple seconds. Yaz wraps it up in the blanket that the doctor gave her that is able to... Medical blanket. Medical, yeah, able to touch the Pating, because if you touch it, otherwise you... It's toxic. Know, it's toxic in some degree. I, don't, I, I guess you just die, is, is, the, is the thing. Um, yeah, poison. Then, yeah, again. Um, she then <laughs> proceeds to run out side the door and then basically fucking drop kicks this thing across the road <laughs> in, a, in a bit of glorious fashion. She wasn't like, I'll chuck it or anything. She just was like, yeah, nah. Drop kick, drop kick this one fucking yeah. goal, mate, <laughs> across the room. So that was, uh, that was a bit funny. Uh, the general uh, at this stage straps in for... Uh, full suit takes control of the the, sh- the ship and sets off manual controls as the doctor sends off a different signal to the, the main planet that they're headed to to trick them into still thinking that they're in control of the ship. Um, and then the doctor goes and finds the bomb inside the craft to try and deal with that, of course, the bomb that they would set off if they found out that they had lost control of the ship and yep. just bought the whole... I love how it's like, we're the Red Cross of the future and we save people and we pick people up in trouble across all of the galaxy, but the moment we think something's wrong, we'll fucking kill them all. It's fine. Yeah. Like <laughs> Ultimate quarantine. Yeah, it, it, it'd be like a, a hospital in real life having bombs built into them and they're like, oh, someone's coming with a new disease that's really sick. Do we quarantine them? No. No. Blow the Bank. whole hospital up. <laughs> yeah, so, it's so. the only way to protect everyone. <laughs> so, the future is right, they say, Ash. You know, like, <laughs> it certainly is. 
the 67th uh, century is something. Uh, so Doctor does find the bomb with Yaz and she takes it and puts it into... Um, I wasn't sure what it was at first, but then I'm like, is this the room where maybe the escape pod was and it's like just an empty room sitting now or something like that? Don't really know. But sits into a room, asks Yaz for a number. Yaz says 51, which is the, the amount of seconds the Doctor then puts into it, which Yaz gets a little bit annoyed when she's like, what was the number for? And the, the doctor says, what's it? How long I put on the bob? She's like, well, if you told me that's what it was, I would have put more seconds on it. But yeah, then, lucky she didn't go low. Yeah. <laughs> lucky she was like, oh, three seconds. Yeah. That would be really awkward. Um, but then mm-hmm. the doctor's like, oh, you know, 51 a good number though. And like lists off many reasons that, uh, apparently 51 yeah. is a, a great number to her. So, um, puts it in the small room. The idea being, Huge energy source. Pating likes energy source. Hopefully the Pating will come and eat, eat the bomb. Save the energy source. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, back over in Pregnancy Palace. I'm saying that because I don't really know where they are. I mean, it's it's like they're, they're in a hospital. The whole ship's a hospital. Where do I... They're, they're in the birthing palace. Okay. They're, in, they're in the birthing room. Okay. Birthing room. They're birthing room. Ryan's still dealing with uh, the baby thing. Um, they've to come down to the situation. Convince him he's going to be a good dad. Convince him he's going to be a good dad. Malby is explaining that she's going to have to cut open his uh, belly to get the the baby out. As um, you do, as you do. But that's what I'm saying. I, I'm still confused if that was the op- like if there was an option because the way she said it was it just made it seem like that's how it just goes for their species. Full stop. Yeah. Like I, I don't, but it, I mean it's not really important. But it's not important. No. Um, but, but yeah, there's still questions. Yeah, it's still questions. Um, you can't help but wonder for these sorts of things. I yeah. guess, you know, you're just like, how does it, how's it work? How's it work? Ryan, um, Ryan, you know, begins talking, you know, talking through though about being a father. You'll be a really, you're a really good guy. You could be a really great dad, blah, 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 blah. Gets down this thing. Just going to show up. Just, just do it. I, I like how. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I really like the the guy who was playing the 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 pregnant guy because he was he was funny at times and whatever else. But even even when we got down to these scenes and Ryan's trying to be more serious and you know comfort him and so stuff like that, he's he didn't suddenly switch modes. He was still like he kept his tone. He wasn't like trying to be super funny, but he was still just a bit like, really, you think I'd be a, a good dad? Like, oh fuck, I don't want to do this. So it's. Yeah, it was fine. I, I, I like the way they, they bounced off. And it's it's also, I guess, Ryan projecting his um, his feelings about, you know, his father, if he was to be a dad now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, onto this other guy with the conversation that we had earlier in the episode. Mm. Um, and him basically using him as the, a means to, to talk about that, I guess. Um, so... The Pating shows up at the bomb, takes its fucking time. Though. I think it shows up within the last yeah, 10 it's seconds just or something. Yeah, so I just make it. It's it's literally walked up with basically a sandwich. Like, oh, here's a bigger sandwich. Guess I'll, <laughs> <laughs> guess, I'll yeah. guess I'll jump over to this one. Pating uh, walks in, eats the bomb. I was like, oh, this is quite tasty. Oh, bit of an upset stomach though. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's me after I have a. Uh, accidentally had a little bit of milk in there. I was like, oh, did you put milk in that, guys? Oh, dear, that's... Oh, God. That was basically what the the Pating is dealing with here. But the bomb does explode inside of it, blows up its stomach a little bit, turns a bit red, but it does 
digest, uh, suck in, absorb all of the, the energy somehow, which the doctor watch. I like how the doctor watches first to make sure it's still alive. She's like, oh, it absorbed all the energy. That's really great. Glad this thing's going to live. Opens the door. And really? off you go into the vacuum of space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, she knew it was going to live in the vacuum of space. Yeah, she's she's like, I know you're not going to die, but I, I don't know if you're going to have a happy life out there, but we'll, we'll presume you could show up and uh, destroy, nearly destroy a, another Red Cross ship that's out there in the middle of space. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's 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 You're well fed. Yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your lunch here on the our Red Cross ship. That was really good. Um, and then we get that the, the birth, we cut back, then the birth is successful. Um, Melby hands over a baby. Um, Ryan, Graham are all very happy. Uh, still a little bit weirded out. <laughs> They're like, yeah. we did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did the thing. We don't know how we did it, but we, we did it. And yeah, uh, Ryan continues uh, talking about, you know, it's great, baby. You look happy with it, blah 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 blah, and then Ryan and uh, Ryan and uh, Graham get to cut the umbilical cord together. Yeah, because that was a, a co-op job. Yeah, you need to be both things apparently need to be cut at the same time, but they both seem to be cutting at the same point. Yeah, it was like they we need to do it. To, we need to do it together at the same point, but we'll both cut directly. At the same place. <laughs> no, you were supposed to go to the other end. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't seem like it made sense. But, uh, yeah. Then they, the, the back in the control room, the general's heart did give out to uh, her, her, her issue. So she's presumably had a heart attack or something and she's uh, dead on the floor. Just gave out. Yeah. And her, br uh, her brother has taken over, which to, at first I was like, hold on. If she's plugged into a ship and she has a heart attack, wouldn't the ship just like plummet? You know, like, does it, don't know but then her brother has had enough time to put on all the the necessary yeah. items and do what's necessary and he, he he's flying in the ship and at this stage it seems like he's close to landing it so all is well there as they're pulling into the 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 station mm -hmm. uh we cut back everyone's kind of back in the the room with the, the baby and everything happening over here and we find out that uh, he's going to call the baby avocado because apparently avocado pear. avocado pear because apparently in the history books where he's from there was a great hero called avocado pear try and work that one out <laughs> how just wait just how, wait president of the united states avocado, avocado pear. pear look i know the election's up soon donald trump versus Avocado pear. pear. <laughs> leads us into the next great age of the human race. Yeah, of the human race, yeah. Sounds good to me. Sign me up, you know. <laughs> uh, they do point out that, because he's like, I'm going to name You him. think a child hasn't been called avocado at this point? I mean, it probably has, let's be honest. Some celebrities. Some kid running some around. Some avocado running around. Some avocado running around, yeah. Some some freaking celebrities probably done it. But I like how he's like, I'm going to name him after you. And I'm going to name it Avocado Pear because if you're, you're history and whatever else. Great like, Earth hero. 
Yeah, and then Graham and Ryan get into an argument about whether uh, an avocado is a fruit or a vegetable, and then proceed to get in an argument about if they were go if he was going to name the baby actually after their names, if it would be Graham Ryan or Ryan Graham. At which point he's like, "Call it either of those names, my kid would get made fun of at school." <laughs> so that was a that was quite funny. Future. The future isn't that crazy. Um, then they have the general's body is up on a, a table in the, the middle of the room they got a blanket over it or something and mm -hmm. they all stand around and do this poem i guess is what you'd call it which is this was saying if i read it again tell, tell me this doesn't sound like more of like a sea shanty type thing may the saints of all the stars and constellations bring you hope as they guide you out of the dark and into the light on this voyage and the next and all the journeys still to come for now and evermore. Sound Sounds like, more, like a prayer. I suppose, yeah. To, to me, it just sounds like a space sea shanty, you know? Like, that's more than... That would be weird to sing over and over again. Probably, I yeah. think. I liked it. I thought, I thought it was a cool way to end the, the episode. Yeah. Like they, they didn't need to show them arriving at the thing. They didn't need to show... They, they had a quick line... They, had a, the they didn't... Yeah, because they had a quick line where they're like, your teleportation has been set up for when you arrive, so you'll be able to shoot back there and get to the TARDIS. We don't need to see them get back to there. That's fine. We don't need to see the fucking... The baby get off and whatever happens after then. Because, like, we've been through the whole emotion of him deciding to keep the baby and raise it. So that's a... That's that story, you know. So just ending it there with the cool little uh, poem or uh, religious rhyme. I don't know, whatever it is. I thought that was a cool ending for the, for the episode. Um, so, of course, this week's villain, monster, the Pating. Yeah. What are you going to rate the Pating, Ash? Um, guts is seven. Seven? Yeah. Seven it's cool, but it didn't like, it wasn't like, it was sort of just there to be yeah. a problem for them to deal with, not like an active antagonist against them. Yeah. Which I think makes a good villain. But That's fair. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was more about dealing with, like it was causing trouble, but then the most episode yeah. was about. It didn't mean to cause trouble. That's Well, yeah, that's true. It probably doesn't know what it's doing either. Yeah. It's just nature. 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 I'll give it a six. Yeah. I'll give it a six. I enjoyed it. I think we we agree. You're just uh, just goes a little bit higher than me. I um, thought you were going to go higher. Nah, it's got a cool name to say. It was Pating. Pating. Yeah, it's it's a cool Pating. name to say. It served its purpose in the episode. You know, like it, it wasn't super boring. It wasn't super exciting. But I do like the name. It was fine. And it uh, looked cool. And as a, yeah, it looked cool also. And uh, mm. at the at yeah. the start of the episode, as I was saying, I did enjoy its like even if it was a simplistic solution to the problem. That it was very predictable. I did. I was like, hey, this is fine. I like how they, they wrapped it yeah. up there. I'm, I'm fine with that. Another showcase of how far the CGI graphics have gone. Because I saw someone, they showed like a, on, on Twitter, they were showing the picture of the Pating. And then oh. someone's like, oh, it's cute, but not as cute as this Adipose. Oh, you remember Adipose? Adipose? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it does not it does not age well. I I haven't watched that episode for quite some time, but I can, yeah, can't really imagine. Although they're cute. Yeah, they're cute. But, but they're not good looking. No, they don't look as good as our pating over here. Um, yes. Any wrapping up thoughts for this this week's episode? Yeah, it was a good episode. Another solid entry. 
looking forward to more. It's good to see Ryan sort of fleshed out a bit more, I think. I feel like everybody else has been. He's probably the one who hasn't been fleshed out as much. So to get a bit more of his backstory. Yep. Yeah. Um, Well, next week we're going to get all about Yaz as we are traveling uh, back in time to meet the, her grandma, her grandmother, when she was a, a youngin, is, is how mm. it goes. But that does does make me wonder because I'm like, surely the doctor has a rule, you know, you can't. Like go I thought there was, I time. thought there was a rule that you can't go back and interact with people from your own timeline. Timeline, I thought, yeah. So I'm I'm now wondering how this ends up happening because I thought there was a reason that um, we didn't do these sorts of things. But I guess she just breaks the rules. I guess so. But yeah, um, next week. I'll be all about Yaz as we find out more about her family's history. And then it's also if she chose to go, if she chose to go there, why her grandmother specifically? Because she hasn't talked about her grandmother as far as I'm aware so far. Like there's no, yeah. she was like, oh, I'll go back random person's like history I kind of like, my dad yeah. when he was a kid, my mum when she was a kid, something It's It like, could just be a coincidence that they're in the same timeline and her mum, grandmother's there. Yeah. That would be a very lucky timely coincidence if that's how that happens yeah. to work out but we'll see um thank you for joining us for this week's episode of fish fingers and custard of course if you want to watch the show live you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash explosion network where we do record it there whenever we decide to do it which is after we've watched the episode before the next week's episode yeah. uh, if you want to know in when, that space in that space yeah if you want to know when we're doing it make sure you're following uh the explosion network on twitter <laughs> at explosion pod um, is how to go about it, or just constantly refresh the our tw- Twitch page events, and you'll just see it appear uh, one day. Yeah, make Twitter's sure you have pr- notifications on. Yeah, Twitter's probably the easiest way to go about it, though. Um, if you want to listen to it or watch it in other means, you can head on over to youtubecom network subscribe there where the video of the show goes up 24 hours later after recording on Twitch, and uh, you can also subscribe to the audio version on all the audio podcasting platforms of your choice spotify apple Podcasts, however you want to go about it that also goes up 24 hours after we record it on twitch just search for fish fingers and custard or explosion network and just scroll down and you'll see it show up there at some point you can follow me on twitter at viva ladil v-i-v-a-l-a-d-i-l you can follow ashley on twitter at ashley hobley a-s-h-l-e-y-h-o-b-l-e-y don't forget to head on over to explosionnetwork.com for all our other great content as per mentioned before what do you want to watch the Netflix yep. number one media podcast in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there Might be go. talking about Doctor Who this week. Mm. Well, there you go. You never know. Tune in, yeah. subscribe to that one too. Um, thank you for joining us. Until next week. Bye-bye. What's this week's sign-off comment, Ash? Keep, use protection, guys. It's, that's, a, that's solid.